we're on the air. Um, we're live. Yeah. Thank you for joining us today on Becca's World for the next episode of The Blind You. I'm your host, Becca, and we've got Tim and Mary on the air with us right now, and Jim may be joining us as well. So, Tim, how are you? Doing all right, Becca. How you doing? I'm doing well. So, Tim, let's get started with what happened to you earlier this week, okay? Well, about uh, 48 hours ago, uh, my credit card numbers were stolen, and uh, somebody was making donations to their GoFundMe account. Basically, that's where it was, a GoFundMe account. And I woke up yesterday morning, and there's like $500 stolen from my uh, credit card. And uh, thank God I have Chase, and Chase uh, pretty much uh, alerted me of the problem. And this is why I never use a debit card or a Visa check card when you go out on internet or at the grocery store or anywhere. You must use a credit card because if it was in my checking account, all my money would have been taken out. Mm -hmm. So I'm telling everybody, if you don't do anything, get yourself a credit card and use that for public purchases and internet purchases and leave your debit and your Visa check card at home. Never use it on the internet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good policy. So I never, yeah, I never so, use my visa check for anything. So, but but your bank was able to catch the fraud right away and notify. It was it was it's it was Chase Chase credit card. So, but Chase is also a bank, but they they did find it and notify you right away and get it all fixed, right? Yeah, I noted that. So now they're sending me a new credit card and all that stuff, and okay. and uh, all the. The fraud has been alerted, and GoFundMe accounts been being investigated criminally. So we don't know who did it yet, but we'll find out. And I'm going to prosecute whoever the hell it was. Good for you, Tim. Good for you. Yeah, um, I don't like hearing about anybody falling victim to identity theft or identity fraud, and it's it's really just pisses me off. Um, well, that's why oh. I have LifeLock. I also have LifeLock. It costs me like $9 a month, but they they alert me of a lot of other stuff, you know, internet stuff. So, uh, But, but LifeLock is you know, not able you to get you to this? You yourself. Just, just like, just like, yeah, they, they, they gave me an alert for it too because they saw it was kind of, un, uh, I don't normally donate through an organization. If I send you money, I'll send it through you, through Messenger or whatever. And uh, so they alerted me too. So LifeLock and Chase picked it up pretty much immediately. Good. And, um, you know, it's just like the gas line thing getting shut down. You know, everybody needs to start being very aware of what's going on electronically about you because anybody can steal anything at any moment. So you need to be watching what you do. Mm -hmm. Yep, that is the truth. I agree. So that's my finan- that's my financial advice for the week. So Mary, do you want to talk about your you wanted to talk about something having to do with accessibility or lack thereof? Have you had an experience lately in your life where accessibility was an issue? Um actually uh there's been many times where you know I've wanted to go through self checkout, you know, with my mom. Or no, mm-hmm. it wasn't with my mom, but I was at the Columbia Center for the Blind actually um, <coughs> a year ago before this pandemic got started. And um, basically, uh, 
we had to get help. And what I can say to the people that make those um, devices that they use at self-checkout, you know, have more accessibility, have screeners similar to TalkBack or VoiceOver. That way, people with visual impairments are able to use self-checkout as well, and they don't have to rely on um, a, a store employee. Yeah, you know, honestly, Mary, I'm, I'm an adult blind person. I've been out in the adult world for a long time, and let me tell you, those kiosks that you're referring to at, was it the grocery store or wherever, are only one of the very many areas in life where blind people are held back because the kiosks and stuff aren't accessible to the blind. And the NFB has been working hard for quite a while now trying to make these companies aware of the need to make these devices accessible to the blind when they create them so that they're already accessible when they're out there being used. Because those are the sorts of things that you really can't add your own accessibility to, right? I mean, I've figured out how to add my own accessibility to most things in my home and in my work life, right? But when you're out living your life and you're trying to function as a productive American citizen and you're constantly running into these things that you can't use because they're not accessible, it's really ridiculous. Well, the NFB just settled with McDonald's, I think just last week uh, with their kiosks to make those accessible. And uh, I think... I think the companies making the kiosks should be should they should be built in. companies making them because if they make them accessible from the ground up, if the the plans for creating the products in the first place included accessibility built into them, that and it was just like industry standard, right? Yeah. Like, then it, it wouldn't be an issue, and by then hopefully all our appliances that we buy in the department stores and stuff like everybody else would also have accessibility built into them. It's been a dream of mine for a long time that my appliances and everything in my life would be accessible. I mean, it's possible, isn't it? Eh, I don't think everything could be accessible, but a good majority of them could be. Um, I mean, you get you microwave can... oven, you got microwaves that are accessible, you've got stoves that are now accessible, you got uh, instant air fryers and and uh, uh, the Instapots also, but it. I, I think even now, even a dishwasher, you can even talk to your dishwasher now. So I mean, things are getting better now. You can just say, "Hey, dishwasher, turn on." So a lot of stuff is, but there's going to be a point where there's some stuff can't be. So so it's. I'm sure that they should try at least give an effort to make it accessible. Yeah, it's because those kind of kiosks are everywhere and like going to the airport, you know, checking in for your flight, printing your boarding passes. I always require help with that because those kiosks aren't accessible. I like to say, hey, toilet flush. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> funny, yeah. But uh, it's just it, it would be nice when it's something necessity like a kiosk at the airport or at a restaurant or mm -hmm. at the grocery store that that would also be accessible. And they all be uniformly, so it would be like in the top right corner of the screen. You could tap it, and the accessibility would turn on or right. something. Yeah. Mary, is there anything else you wanted to say about accessibility? Yes, actually. Um, I can give a most recent um, kiosk example, if that would be beneficial, Rebecca. Hold on for one minute. Hey, Gino, Jim has tried to call me twice now. Would you see if you can send him a link? Because I think he's well, Let's go to, to commercial. Me. 
Let's well, go yeah, commercial we'll go first. Commercial. We'll take a quick commercial break and then we'll because I think Jim's kind of get in. Ladies okay. Yeah, I've I've something. already uh, sent him. I've emailed him the link. So. Can you call him? Yeah. Hold are on. We on commercial right now. No. Once we go on commercial, everything gets muted. Hold on one second. Okay. Hey, everybody. Great news. You can now get both of my books on Audible. My first book, Because You're Blind, is the story of how I went from that terrified little girl who woke up suddenly blind and brain injured at the age of 12 years old, and then years later was locked down under an illegal and corrupt guardianship in the state of Montana for 15 years. It's the story of how I defeated all of that and overcame all of that. And then my second book, Changing My Perspective, is how I used my own thinking to empower myself to change my life after all of that. And now today, I am the founder and president of Blue Butterfly Enterprises, as well as host and creator of Becca's World on YouTube. And I have a lot of other great projects going on. But I just wanted to encourage you guys to check out the Audible versions of my books because they're both good stories. And you can get, there's, I have some free downloads of each book available. If you email me at info at bluebutterflyenterprises.com, I would be happy to send you a free download so you can check it out. Thank you so much for your time. And now back to the blind view. Everything she does. Hey, we're back. Not yet, but we're back live. Okay, great. Mary, are you still with us? Yes, I'm still here, you guys. Okay, well, we're going to get started talking on my topic. I know Jim is trying to make it in. Um, I just texted him and let him know that um, that Gino emailed him the link, so maybe he'll see the text and come into the meeting. Well, well Mary, uh, wanted, Mary wanted to talk about her accessible thing. Well, her is there more that you wanted to talk about? Mary? Yes. Okay, mm -hmm. well, let's talk about that some more then. Okay, so... Uh, me and my family, we no longer have a bylaws where we are, so we have a food, food lion, really? We, we have a food lion, um, and I had to use a kiosk, uh, to apply for my MVP card. And mm -hmm. so I had to, and this is really kind of frustrating, and so, Mary, if you're having trouble with the kiosk, do you know what you need to do? You need to report that to the management of the store, and you need to report that to your local NFB chapter, because that's how you get things like that changed. Okay. I'm just giving you advice from someone who knows how to get things done. Thanks. I mean, we could talk um, about the whole, we could spend the whole show talking about our trips to the store, each individual trip and our frustrations with that thing at that store. But really it's a much larger problem that affects the lives of millions of people every day across this country. And so I, I'm just pointing out that, um, that there are ways to fix this problem and we shouldn't just keep going back to those stores and letting it go on. We should inform the management that we're a disabled customer and their equipment is not accessible to us and that we will choose to do, do our shopping elsewhere if they don't make it accessible. And then we need to contact our local NFB chapter because the NFB is, is advocating for us in these things. That is really the best thing we can do in these situations. Okay, thanks. 
I wasn't sure really how to go about um, making that change. Um, and mm -hmm. I think that's good for everyone else to know as well, Rebecca. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Okay, now we're gonna talk about my topic. I wanna talk about this um, critical race theory that's being taught in our public schools. Um, for some reason, they seem to think that what we were taught, my generation and generations before me and generations after me was wrong. And I wanna say that I don't think it was wrong. You know, I was taught to think for myself when I was growing up in the 80s and 90s. And I think that was a good way for them to teach us. Now, granted, there were some people in my life when I was growing up in the 1980s and 1990s who were racist. There were people in my community who expressed views that I disagreed with, but it was because I learned to think for myself. Because I learned to think for myself, I knew that their opinions and their thoughts were wrong. So even though some people in my community had some racial tendencies and some prejudices against people because of their skin color or their sexuality or religion or whatever, I knew it was wrong. And as human beings, we have the ability to think critically. And this, the thing that they're doing now is only going to make the, the situation worse. It's gonna be bad, as bad as it was before because now they are turning the racism and the prejudice on another group of people just because of their skin color. They're telling children of Caucasian descent that, that there's something wrong with them, that their ancestors were evil because of racism and, and a whole bunch of baloney, right? Maybe generations ago, people were wrong in the head and they thought wrong and they were confused. Like I, I, like I said, I grew up with people that were crazy in the head. They, they were thinking wrong, but I knew it was wrong thinking. We have ability to think critically. And I think it's wrong that we're trying to cram this this other bullshit down our kids' heads today. Because now we're telling, like I said, we're telling Caucasian kids that that they're evil and that they're wrong and that they're bad and that they have to atone for the sins of their ancestors. That's bullshit. Each generation is responsible for their own sins and each generation is responsible to try to make things better, not worse, not going backwards. And I really feel like this, this critical race theory is only setting us back because it's teaching our kids to judge other people based on their skin color. And it's teaching our kids to feel bad about who they are because of their skin color. All of our kids, no matter what their skin color is. Because what do you think it's teaching other kids when, when they're singling out one group of kids because of their skin color or whatever, because, because they feel like they've gotten a better, better, uh, a better, uh, edge in life than somebody else just because of their skin color. You know, in America, it's not your skin color. It's how hard you're willing to work. And in America, everybody should be given access to the same, to the same education and the same opportunities as everybody else, no matter what your skin color is, no matter what your sexuality is, no matter what your religion is, and no matter what your disability or ability is. And so that's what I wanted to talk about today is this critical race theory. It really concerns me. You know, my whole life, you know, when I grew up and I had kids, I decided I wasn't going to put my kids out there because I knew that the public schools were teaching a lot of bad stuff to our kids. So most of my children's life, they spent all their lives in public school. It's only been very recently that my kids have been in public school. And it really concerns me now because now the public schools are teaching this critical race theory and it's wrong. 
We need to go back to teaching that all Americans are created equally in the eyes of God, no matter what their skin color is or what their situation is. And, and we want we need to get back to the way it was when President Trump was in office. Because when President Trump was in office, opportunities were open to everybody, no matter what your skin color was, no matter what your situation was. And now Democrats are trying to put us back where we were before, where not everybody has the same opportunities. It's based on your rates. It's based on all this other stuff. That's what they're basing it on. And it makes me so angry. We need equal opportunity in this country. Okay, that's I'm, that's my piece, guys. I'm very passionate about this. I've been very upset. So thank you for hearing me out. No problem. Well, nowadays, everybody's separated and categorized and we're no longer Americans. You're Native American, you're an African American, you're a Jewish American, and you're this American. Why can't we all just be Americans? And, uh, you know, they always say... Uh, when we, a nation that's divided will fall. And we've been divided for a long, long time. And pointing out that some past history, which slavery was wrong, I, I, I'll be the first one to admit it, it was bad. But we should not still be paying for the sins of what happened 200 some years ago. Uh, racism is, is it a problem? Is this a racist country? No, it's not. Uh, there are is racist on both sides. There's racism on white side and there's racism on black side. There's racism on Mexico. Everybody there in their culture, there is racism. You cannot get it out. It's hate and hate always is bad. And so you can't get rid of it. So you just need to make try to do the best you can and move on. But not one culture is better than the other culture just because of the skin color. You know, the fact that there's so many different cultures here in the United States and so many different peoples is what makes us so strong. And the fact that they're dividing us is what's weakening us. The, weak, the, the way they're dividing us is what's weakening us. We need to draw closer together, not be divided. I mean, when 9-11 happened, this country came together like it should always be. And at that moment, we were a powerful nation because we were all had one common cause and we all felt like America was attacked. I was attacked. You was attacked. We were all attacked. But within two or three years, we were back in the slum again and it's getting worse every year. Mm-hmm. And we need to have the attitude of what it was like after 9-11. We all need to get together because we are all in the same boat, headed the same direction. Now, I've tried to teach my children to love their friends and their neighbors and anybody they come across, no matter what their skin color or situation is in life. And it's done, my kids have done well by that, by living like that, right? And I've always tried to be that way too. And I just want to encourage our viewers to, to think like that, right? Don't look at your neighbor and, and, and judge him because of his skin color. I'm sure you're not. But if you are, please stop, because that's what's killing us. Need to judge the Democrats and these liberals are trying to make us think everybody is that way. And I don't think very many people are that way in this country. We need to judge the person by who they are, not what they are. Mm-hmm. And um, because, I mean, you can see somebody walking down the street and you can look at their clothes, what they're wearing, wherever they got an earring in this or whatever that. But they could be a, absolutely an awesome person. So you can't j- judge it by what they look. You need to judge by what's in their heart. Well, and, that's and, black, 
as blind people, I think we're used to people taking a look at us and judging us because of our canes. And, and that just drives me crazy. And so I, I feel like, like we have a unique perspective on this, Tim, don't you think because of that? Like, like, do you feel like maybe you understand how to look past things easier uh, because you do something that can. other people have trouble looking past? Uh, yeah. I mean, when somebody sees me with a guide dog, they automatically assume something and all that stuff. So, I mean, um, you gotta look past people's faults or disabilities or whatever that you see, because that does not make the person. I've walked into places before and simply held up my hand and asked for a job application and had people look at me and judge me as not worthy of even getting a job application because I'm carrying a white cane. And that's just what I'm talking about. It's that kind of prejudice that people have that needs to stop. But I think it is stopping. Yeah. Well, it needs to, so. When we take a look at anybody and judge them as being incapable or, or, or ineligible for something just because of something we see when we look at them, that's when we know we need to turn our, our thinking around because we're thinking crooked. We all don't want to be limited by, by what we, you know, say we're a blind person trying to get a job. We don't want to be limited by that. And so you shouldn't limit somebody by what you see of that person because you don't know the person. You don't know what's down deep inside. You need to get to know the person first and see what kind of person they are. So don't limit somebody like that. Now, I'm a member of the NFB and so is Tim. And as members of the NFB, we have seen that blindness does not hold you back. And that's what's made me convinced that these other people and these other groups that are being judged because of different characteristics about them, that's what's convinced me that people are wrong for judging them too, because people are wrong for judging me as, as being incapable. And so I want people to try to think about that. If, you, if there's people around you that are different, maybe it's a good idea to go and draw closer to those people and try to get to know them because it'll make you a much stronger person, believe me, because you'll learn how to think outside the box and you'll learn new ideas about life and stuff. Um, well, Mary seems to be of the younger generation. Mary, what are your what, thoughts? Yeah, what does Mary think? Okay, so I was waiting <laughs> for my turn. I didn't want to barge in. Um, but my, you know, I agree with what Tim said, you know, as blind people, we don't learn to judge by looks. Mm -hmm. We judge what's in the heart. Mm -hmm. Okay. And, oh, sorry, go ahead. Amer just like what you just said, I mean, they can learn something from us, the people who are blind, because we can't judge people by the uh, the what, what sighted people see. We have to go by knowing somebody. And, uh, I mean, they can learn from us. And that's a good thing. I uh, agree. Turn the lights off and you judge. You don't know what what they look like. You don't know what color their skin are. You have to learn the person before you say this guy is a good guy or a bad person. And you'd be surprised when you turn the lights on, you know, who they are. And not not. The book that you that side of people sees does not the cover that you see is not make what the book is between the pages. So study and read the book. Yeah, I agree with that. 
also a tip for you know the viewers um aim to inspire not to degrade yeah yeah i agree with you mary that's good yeah and that's my motto i want to print that on a shirt hey, do that. Becca, can mary you would it? you like to mention your youtube channel real quick for our viewers in case they'd like to tune into your videos oh my gosh yes of course i would um you can check me out on youtube under fabmazing tutorials f-a-b-m-a-z-i-n-g-t-u-t-o-r-i-a-l-s and you can um check out all the inspirational content from makeup to vlogs to everything Okay, so how often do you put videos out on your channel, Mary? Um, I try to upload every day. Okay. Jeez. Well, it sounds like there's probably a lot of good stuff there. So our viewers should definitely go check it out. And if you go to Mary's channel, um, subscribe while you're there. Of course. And you'll also find that I have a business, Bedazzled Jewelry. You can subscribe to that channel as well. And Blind Tech Geek, where I discuss um, assistive tech and just tech in general. Do you make jewelry, Mary? Yes. So on your website, do you have descriptions so that blind users can also see what the jewelry looks like? Or um, well, um, I do. Um, I don't have a website website, but I do have a Facebook page. You can either find it under Bedazzled Jewelry or Marianne Bling, no spaces. Marianne, what? Bling. Bling. Okay. Mm -hmm. You can find it that way or Bedazzled Jewelry. Um, okay. I do live videos describing some of the stuff I have. Um, you can also purchase from the little shop I have going on there. So you do have um, a place where they can purchase online then? Yes. Um, I do have it on Facebook. You'll have to order through Facebook. And um, I will have to... Um, you'll have to go through Messenger to discuss payment. I'd, I'd take checks, um, Apple Pay, or I take cash. So, do you do custom jewelry, like custom order jewelry that you make it yourself, or? Yes, I do. Order? I do do customs. I just have to get the supplies for the custom that the customer requests. Okay, so do you do stone jewelry, or like what exactly? What materials have... do you usually use? Um, well, um, I have some beaded, uh, I have a beaded set of rhinestone, uh, bracelets, mm -hmm. um, and they're made of real Austrian crystals. Okay. Um, and that is a $20 piece. Okay. Now, so how- I need a belly button ring. <laughs> what were you saying, Tim? I need a belly button ring. <laughs> oh, really? For what? <laughs> no, I don't. Uh, <laughs> oh, do you have belly button rings, Mary? No, nor do I know how to make them. But because oh, Kim was interested. No, he's not. <laughs> that would hurt. I do make earrings. Well, I want to, but I gotta get. Uh, I'm gonna start off with like stud earrings. Uh, so I'm going to make some studs, uh, but I need to get the gemstones for it. Where do you get gemstones at? 
Um, well, I need to get some flat ones. Um, the first set of gemstones I ever got was off of Amazon. So are they authentic off of Amazon or are they just like plastic? Oh my God, my dog's outside and I can't come out right now. Um, they were authentic. They were real. They are real Austrian crystals. They, um, they were found in Austria. Wow. Okay, well, that's cool. That's because well, you do something like that, you know, earn a little extra money on the side. Mm-hmm. Guys, I don't want to seem like I need to go tell my mom that I can't, I can't. Well, Mary, do you need have, to go? No, but I, I do need to tell her that she can't come in my room right now. Well, then just Hold don't on. tell her that. We'll continue the meeting. You can come back on when you're ready. She, she, she's taking care of it. Mom, I can't. Well, I don't have time right now. <laughs> so are the days of our lives. <laughs> uh, so, Rebecca, how's your grass doing? Oh, my. Oh, oh, last week. Did I you get it fixed? Down. I called the guy that put the grass and left him a nasty message. And then he was here early this week and I went out there to see what he was doing because I heard all this water running and there was a lake of water because the grass was so dried out that he just like drowned it in water, right? And according to him, the my my weekly landscapers need to mow the lawn every week because according to him, what happened was the grass got too tall and it was blocking the sprinkler heads. Plus one or two of the sprinkler heads were damaged by a lawnmower, he said, so they had to be fixed. But so apparently, mm. and, and he's and he's fixing the, because the grass was dying. So he could like watered it really good and probably gave it some fertilizer and stuff. And I checked with my yesterday, my sister and she said it is looking better, so. Well, that's good. We, I'm back. Having good grass is very important. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry about that, guys. My mom, she, she was trying to push my dog on me, and at this time, I just, I can't take her right now. Um, is she your guide dog, Mary? Or no, she's way too tiny. Um, I just uploaded a video of her recently. She's a miniature Dotson. Oh, okay. Oh, I used to have one of those. Yeah. I wish she was my, my guide dog, I mean, because that would be cool. Although she's You can go get one. I... Yeah, um, <laughs> I'm thinking about uh, maybe finding, you know, a way to self-train my own. Because uh, doing a self-trained one, the only pro the only problem with the self-trained one is if you mm -hmm. got to fly, you got to have the name of an organization, and it's got to be certified. And so, if the dog is not certified, that dog will not be allowed on the plane. That is the I new law that went in effect. Is that only on airplane tents or is it on all public transportation? Because I, I was on a Greyhound bus one time and a lady had her pet dogs on her claiming they were. You can, I don't know anything about Greyhound. I've never ridden a Greyhound. All I know is that that Glacier has been registered with the Department of Transportation just last week. Mm -hmm. And certain airlines now, I don't even have to fill out the, uh, the uh, paperwork to put her on the plane. So. Uh, they are asking for the organization's name and phone number. They are not accepting self-trained guide dogs. So, 
So, and Glacier lays at your feet on the plane, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So, Mary, well, it'd be best for you to go get one. How good are okay, you with your cane? How good are you with your cane skills? I'm pretty good, although the O&M teacher I had at the center, she wouldn't sign it. So, I mean, but just because I don't know why she wouldn't sign it, but. Um, it, you know, I've had people, other O&M teachers say my O&M is, the only thing is, okay, I'm not in a, you know, city area. Okay. I'm very rural. Mm-hmm. And then, okay. and they didn't have me crossing rural streets. I mean, they had me crossing streets that were similar, but then mm-hmm. they had me crossing these really busy streets. And that's where I kind of get anxious because I have hypoparathyroidism and uh, generalized anxiety. So, um, you know, that kind of, yeah. And I just asked her, you know, is there a way you guys could sign this? And she wanted to nip at me saying, oh, you can't get across a busy street. And I tried to tell her, you know, I don't have any busy streets uh, near me to cross. I live in an, uh, I live in a rural area. Mary, the thing is they're, they're, the thing is they're teaching you to do things in ever anywhere you go in life, not just in your rural community where you're living right now. And so they want to make sure that you can cross busy streets because you will have to be able to cross busy streets with your dog and you have to be able to do it with a cane first. And I understand. And that's why it's important that you go to one of these guide dog schools like where Tim went, because if you go there, they'll teach you how to take your dog on busy streets safely. They'll teach you how to take them on escalators safely. They'll teach you how to go anywhere and everywhere with your dog safely. Even, they even you're teach not going to want to stay in that little town with gravel streets. That's where I was stuck, sweetie, when I went blind. And there's much more of the world out there, but you have to be able to navigate it safely. They'll even teach you how to do roll streets at Leader Dog. Yeah. Um, Matter of fact, if you wanted to get a dog, they would come to where you are at and train you and your dog where you live. Uh, they do home visits. So, oh my uh, God. so you might, you know, might want to check into leaderdog.org. But you have to have decent cane skills first. You got to have, you got to have cane skills because they won't, you got to have cane skills first. You got to be able to get yourself from point A to point B with a cane because you can't do that and have a dog. So I understand. Uh, so I mean you might want to check out Leader Dog, tell them Tim sent you and you'll get in. <laughs> you so, don't know uh, if that's gonna happen. I don't know. But yeah, well um what I am gonna do is I'm gonna the thing is, you know, there are times where I did want to try to go places independently, okay? And every time I tried to get an Uber, it, it wasn't because of my card, okay? I had enough money on my card. It was dealing with the system. They told me to call my bank. I called my bank. They said, oh, it's not us. It's Uber. And... They gave me the number to the safety thing, but Siri, if you tell her to dial the Uber headquarters, they will dial the Uber headquarters. And so I'm going to try to call Uber headquarters today Mm. and tell them, hey, 
you know, something's up with your system. So Mary, using Uber is really useful, but you have to be able to cross city streets independently because you can't afford to take Uber everywhere in your life. And so as you, when you grow up and you leave that little town you're in with the gravel roads, you'll be in a city with, with major streets that you'll need to be able to cross independently and safely so you can go to the store. Cause you are not gonna be able to afford an Uber to go to the store all the time. It's, even if it's, if the store is like two blocks away, you're not gonna wanna take an Uber there all the time, right? right? But you're gonna have to be able to cross the street between your house and the store. That's why it's really important that you just learn these basic skills and not give yeah. them off thinking you can just take an Uber. Mary, four years ago, ask, ask Rebecca, I wouldn't even pick up a cane. Okay. Mm -hmm. Uh, I went to the NFB convention three, three or four years ago, and that was the first week I used a cane. I bought one, and I went down there to Orlando by myself. I flew down there on the plane, and I went from that where I didn't, didn't know anything to where now I have a guide dog. I go everywhere by myself. I go to the doctor. Yesterday, I went to see my cardiologist. I do everything now on my own. And it's such a it's such a relief now that I got the independence and safe travel skills that I've got because of Leader Dog, and I'm no longer scared or threatened to do anything anymore. And I'm going to be starting to fly all over the country for Leader Dog, doing speeches and fundraisers. Four years ago, I never thought I'd be doing that. Now I am. Now, Mary, what we're trying to explain to you is, it takes time to get where you can have a guide dog and do all of that but it's, it's something you have to work for but it's definitely worth it but but to just dismiss that you don't need it, it, it you're really selling yourself short and you'll miss out on an opportunity you might miss out on an opportunity for some really good training you know if you pass it up when it's offered to you just because you don't think you need it when you actually do because someday sweetie you're going to be older you're going to be like me and tim you're going to be out there in the world you're going to be wanting to be working you're going to be wanting going to school you're going to be wanting to be dating maybe getting married having kids whatever you want to do but you're going to need good cane skills and good o m skills to do it just being able to take uber is not enough believe me yeah, because you uh, the car will just take you to a certain point, and you've got to get yourself from from the car to the front door. And then up, and those, up, up those the skills. elevator and through the door of the suite you're yep. going to, or whatever. I mean, when I, like yesterday, when I got to the doctor's office, I just asked the driver, you know, what side's the door on. He said it's on your left side. I got out of the vehicle and I said, "Glacier, find the door on left." And boom, she took me to the door. I no yeah, no longer have I no longer have to. Feel around with the cane trying to find the door. She just takes me immediately to it. But you had to learn how to use the cane first before. Yeah, I had learned, I had to have the skills to take care of myself first. Mm -hmm. And then once you have that ability, then you're allowed to get a dog. Mm -hmm. Because one day your dog could be sick. Your dog is going to retire one day. Mm -hmm. uh, and so you can't, you can't stop going. If your dog is sick, you got to go on. So you got your cane as a backup. Yeah, because Mary, and sometimes in life, especially as you get older, if you, if you like, let's say you start a company, right? And let's say you're working on really major projects and you have to take time out of your project just to go get a guide dog, right? When if you have your cane skills to fall back on, you can continue what you're doing, right? Yeah. I, it's, it's just so important to have good caning skills along with wanting to get a dog. And 
I actually looked into getting a guide dog and I was told by several schools that they wanted to see a video of me demonstrating good cane skills. Now I have good cane skills, but I decided that I didn't really want a dog because it's a lot of work. But I, I learned that through my own investigation is that they, yes, they want you to have good cane skills and they will insist that you send them a video demonstrating you crossing a street with your cane safely. So you're going to need to know how to use a cane. You're not going to get out of it. No, you got to have those cane skills. Yeah. And, and it's worth learning them. And it, and it's not hard. It gives you, it right gives you confidence. It gives you confidence. And confidence mm -hmm. is huge when you're blind. Oh, yeah. And it doesn't help if my mom's, like, always hovering. Um, Your mother's trying to help you all the time? Her, her mother's hovering. Yeah, you're right, sweetie. That doesn't help. You've got to stop that. How old, are, how old are you? I'm 23 now. And my mom, you know, she... Like, there have been times where in an unfamiliar parking lot, yeah, if it's, like, extremely busy, she'll just tell me, take my elbow. You know, because she doesn't well, want me getting hit. There's nothing wrong so with that. Do you have your cane, that. Mary? Mary, do you have a cane? Yes, I do. Well, you should take your cane instead of using your mom's elbow, but... I have. I do use my cane, even though she is doing sighted guide. Yeah. Well, I thought that she was offering you her on because it was busy and you didn't have a cane. No, I have a cane. Um, I actually have the NFB straight cane as well as the um, folding cane. So, Mary, have you been to the NFB convention? I've been. Um, how I got mine is because I was in a JNFB chapter when I was at the South Carolina School for the Deaf and Blind. Did you go to a national NFB convention or a state convention or both? I've been only to the one in Orlando. Oh, so oh yeah. you went to the national one then? Uh -huh. I've that never was three, been to a state three, one. Three or, three or four years ago then, you was at one. I, was, I think I was 18, 19. What uh, was that like for you, Mary, when you were 18 and 19 going to your first NFB convention? Because I was in my 30s before I got to go to my first one. Well, um, what was it like? Well... The reason I didn't have a good experience is because um, I was having some balance issues and, you know, there was so much other stuff I wanted to do, you know, but the organization I went with, I went to the Colorado Center for the Blind and they went, um, I was being rushed upstairs by the counselor um, mm -hmm. that was there. Uh, I was being rushed everywhere, and it, I, if I, if I had to go again, I would see if there was anyone who would want to go with me that wouldn't rush me, that, you know, I could do the things I wanted to do at the convention. Uh, the main thing I did was seminars, and I want to be able to work with you know, because they had a lot of hands-on activities as well. So, Mary, it sounds like your first NFB convention was a lot like my first NFB convention was. My first NFB convention, I also went with an NFB school. I went with Blind Inc. in Minneapolis. And it was not a good experience for me because there was a staff member who was assigned to me who 
was like a Nazi and she gave me this list of treasure hunt items I was supposed to go or scavenger hunt items I was supposed to go find in the hotel and I spent my whole time lost trying to go find all this stupid stuff that I missed out on so much of the convention I was so angry and frustrated and and she kept calling me and harassing me for days I finally just blocked her and went and enjoyed my convention um but Honestly, I wonder if that's what you were going through, because it sounds like you had somebody that was being a taskmaster over you. And like I said, my first convention, I went with an NFB school, too, and I experienced the same thing. And for me, I actually... your second convention, it's a lot better. Uh, yeah. Um, I actually fell going up the stairs. I had food in my hand. I was trying to keep my balance. And I literally fell up the stairs. And this, these two UPS workers who were at the convention was, you know, just as helpers, you know? Yeah, the volunteers? Yeah, they they run up to me and they're like, are you okay, are you okay? And the, the person was like, she can get up, she can, she, da, 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 da. like, she went off on them. And I was trying to get up and I was having trouble because I had food in my hand, you know, I was off balance as it was, and then that fall didn't help any. And finally, I just got up and I went into the hotel room. And as I ate, I cried silently to myself because, you know, I, I felt like I don't know how to even explain. Yeah, you don't need to go with those people anymore. You need to go up there where you're going to be more relaxed. Yeah. And you can Mary, you should go learn. to an NFB convention by yourself because yep. that's the way to go. Because if you go with an NFB school, like I said, it's been my experience that they assign taskmasters to their students and the taskmasters just run you ragged. And yeah, I didn't enjoy my first convention either. But Mary, if you go back on your own, I promise you, you'll have a good trip. Um, and when I say on your own, I don't mean by yourself. Like you and a couple of friends could go and share expenses, right? Um, but what I mean is don't go with an NFB school where they put a taskmaster over you and you're, they're dictating your movements at the convention. Because the convention is fun if you can just go experience it and walk around and see what you want when you want and, you know, learn stuff and take part in everything you want. Mm -hmm. And they had us selling crap at this blind market they had. Yeah, see, what you were doing, you were paying... You were working to pay for your trip. That's what you were yeah. doing. That's what's yeah. wrong with the NFB. They force all these people who are going to these schools to work everything to pay for their trip, and they force you to go. So you and really don't get to experience. <laughs> you really don't get to experience what I did my first three or four conventions. I mean, it, I had a blast. Yeah. So I got to do what I what I want to do when I wanted to do it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that's really the way to go. Um, yeah. And there's way to share expenses with other blind people to make it affordable so you can go on your own. You don't have to rely on a school to pay your way. Trust me, I'm never going with another organization. And the reason I say that is because I cannot, like by the end of that convention, my legs were hurting mm -hmm. because I was being forced to almost run to keep up. Mm -hmm. My, like just, I was exhausted. I. On the way back, I fell asleep on the plane, and I didn't wake up until we were landing. And that's normally not me. So, like, I was so exhausted. I, it, it was bad. Well, you need to come to New Orleans next year. 
I can't wait until our next in-person convention, you guys. I love the conventions. I love them so much that I used to go to other states, just go to state NFB conventions to experience it more, dude. Yeah. So New Orleans is going to be a New Orleans is going to be a blast next year. Yeah, it's probably going to be a huge convention too. There's probably going to be a lot of people there. I'm going to see if Mom will let me go next year. I mean, Sweetie, you're an adult, aren't you? Yeah, but my mom will want to go with me. And don't do that. <laughs> so, I, so since it's your first convention, sweetie, I would tell your mom she can go with. But I would say, Mom, can you promise that you'll give me space? Because oh. then she can stand back and she can watch other blind people doing things, and she'll learn a lot about what your abilities are by watching other blind people doing their living their lives. You know, it'd be good for your mom to go to the convention. It's just you need to make it clear that you need your own space at the convention. I'll just tell her, you know, I want you to come with me so you can experience a convention. But I don't want you dictating what I do and when. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to talk to my mom. Yeah, Mary, can. you love your first NFB convention is going to blow your mind. You will. It'll. Tim, you remember your first convention? I remember how Tim oh, yes. affected him. I remember my first convention. Mm -hmm. I will never forget my first convention. Oh, yeah. I'll never forget that one that I went to because so many bad memories. Well, Mary, you go back to the convention on your own, like not with an NFB school, and you'll have a much better experience and you'll make a lot of great memories. Because there is so much to do. And when, when once you can go and dictate your own activities and stuff and you can actually look at all the stuff you want to look at well honestly i've never been able to look at everything i want to look at i just always find cool stuff to do right there's still mm -hmm. so much i want to look at at the next convention that i didn't get to look at before so mm -hmm. yeah i mean it's just it, it, there's a lot you go to technology day the first two couple of days and then if you want to do some of the nfb stuff uh, go to the convention to the convention part of it you can if you want to sit by the pool you can sit by the pool with whatever you want to do Yep, and then they've got they've got stuff going on in the evenings, like entertainment mm -hmm. stuff. It's fun. So, what I wanted to do was, um, I wanted to basically, you know, they had a station where you know I could learn how to do, like now thanks to me watching tutorials and my mom, I know now I know how to put on. Because before I didn't do good at foundation, but now I do, you know, and it's all thanks to my mom helping me learn and make up tutorial videos. And I still, to this day, do not know how to apply eyeliner. That's the only thing I need to learn how to apply. I don't know how to do it either, Mary. So of course you wouldn't. <laughs> I would say put your, hold your... I would say hold your pencil between your thumb and middle, make like make a circle with your thumb and middle finger and hold your pencil in there and then use your index finger to help you guide it, right? You uh -huh. know what I'm saying? Uh, that's how I would try to do it. Okay. Does anybody else have anything they'd like to share today before we wrap up the show? I guess Jim wasn't able to join us. I'm just happy that today I don't have to wear a mask. 
anymore because I am fully vaccinated. And uh, you hoo. Good for you, Tim. I'm glad you survived the vaccination. Yeah. I just got an extra three toes out of it, but that's okay. What about you, Mary? Have you gotten vaccinated? I want to, but no, I have not yet gotten vaccinated. So why have you not? Are you having trouble finding a place to get vaccinated? Again, my mom. Did your mom not let you get vaccinated? My mom, she doesn't trust it, and she's not wanting to let me get vaccinated. So I don't trust it. I'm not getting vaccinated either, and I'm not getting my kids vaccinated. But you are an adult, so you should be able to make your own decision on that one. And I tried to tell her, you know, you may not trust it, but I do. I'm going to get vaccinated, even if I have to have someone else take me. Yeah, I wonder, honestly, they should be concerned about what some of the people who are shut-ins, how they can get the vaccine. Well, they said they're they're starting to go out and do mobile uh, vaccinations now to get Mm -hmm. the people who are shut-in, so... They're working around that. Mm-hmm. But it's nice to finally start to be able to do stuff uh, without a damn mask on. So, Well, I'm happy for I want to get it. Mm-hmm. You can do well, it, Mary. Do it. You can do it. Oh, I plan to. Well, I'm not getting the vaccine. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, that's so what makes for- America great. It's your choice. To do it or not? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. To do it? Um, yeah, you can do it. <laughs> Mary, are you trying to say something? Yeah. Um, are we still on after the stream for the VIP interview and stuff? Yep, yep. After after we end the show here in a few minutes, and we'll be ending the show in a few minutes, I think, then Juno uh, and I will have you stay on and we'll do your VIP. Okay, cool. It won't be live like this is, though. It'll be just a recorded video. So Shouldn't it be a V-I-M? Very important, Mary. Um, <laughs> you Tim, are you're so, so funny. funny. Well, okay. I guess that's our show. Well, I'm going to wrap up the show, guys. Thanks this show is brought to you by Reese's. So, Mary, would you like to say anything before I wrap up the show? Just real quick. I would. I would. Um, thank you guys so much for watching The Blind View and making this show such a big hit on Becca's World. Now, Tim, were you saying something about Reese's? Yeah, this, this show is brought to you by Reese's pe- Peanut Butter Cup. Oh, I wish. I love Reese's. All right. Thank you. For Have you tried the coffee M&M's? Have you tried coffee M&M's? No, I don't know, Tim, but we're wrapping up the show. We'll wrap it up. Well, I'm trying to, but you guys keep interrupting me. Thank you for joining us today on Becca's World. I'm your host, Blind Becca. Please like, share, and hit the subscribe button. Peace out, y'all. Ciao. Thank you for watching Becca's World. Please 